Today we want to talk about new starts. Making a new start in our life. And the very, very great news for us tonight is this. That Jesus is a God of new starts. And today I want to share a little bit of the story of Peter. And some of my story to help to understand this idea of new starts. You can see that we're related somehow. Gray hair, a little bit curly. We all start somewhere. We all have a first start. And we have absolutely no control over this whatsoever. For example, you're born a boy or a girl. You might be born rich or poor. You might be born into a good family or into a bad family. Maybe you're born Khmer, American, or Swiss. None of us choose any of these things. And some of us might have chosen differently. It is what it is, and we do our best to make the most of it. Now, my first start, I was born in America. In a city called Pittsburgh. In the province of Pennsylvania. It is almost exactly on the opposite side of the world from Cambodia. If we drew a line directly down below my feet through the other side of the world, you would come out where I where I was born. Now, I was adopted. I did not know my birth family. I was adopted by a married couple who you would think of as a good, hard-working couple. And we were a middle-class American family. Which means we had a nice house. Nice clothing. Good food. I, I always had access to a very good American education. I could get medical care anytime I needed it. 
And this is a lot of great stuff that many people would be very thankful to have. And I, and I was thankful for it. But the big problem in my family is that our home had no love. My home was a very, very gray, dark, and depressing place. My parents were almost never happy. They were very unhappy with each other. They didn't like each other very much. They did not show love to one another, and they were very, it, it was di very difficult for them to show love to their children. My mother would show no affection to me. And I've joked about it before, but I think that my father said no more than 10 sentences to me my entire childhood. And I could tell this was weird. You know, I could see my friend's family, their mothers were all nice and affectionate. And, oh, no. and the fathers were always doing something with their son. Take him out hunting or teach him how to fix a motor or something like that. My family did none of these things with us. They gave us what we need, but nothing else. Uh, eventually, my parents' very, very unhappy marriage fell completely apart. And over the span of four years, over the time of four years, they got separated back together again. Divorced. Remarried. And divorced again. All in four years' time. And, it, and as, as crazy as that sounds, and maybe a little bit funny, it was an extremely painful, ugly thing for our family to go through. It was one of the most difficult times of our family's life, of my life. And this was the beginning for me of a lifelong battle with depression. So the gray, sad world that I experienced inside of my house translated into a view of the world outside as also being very dark and gray and depressing. I had this sense inside that everything was supposed to be so much better. Parents are supposed to be happy with one another, aren't they? So parents are supposed to love and be kind to their children. A home is supposed to be a nice, comfortable place for a child to grow up. 
But And I had this feeling that the world is supposed to be a beautiful adventure. But instead, all I saw was a lot of ugliness. Somehow, the way my parents raised me changed the way I saw things. And all I could really see were the bad things in the world around me. Ugliness, hatefulness, greed. So as a consequence of this, I retreated into fantasy. The real world was too painful for me. So I used books and movies and my imagination. And I just made believe, I imagined that the world was the place I thought it was supposed to be. I filled my mind with fantasies of a perfect world. The way I've often described it is that I was like a boy in a bubble. I kept pulling back and pulling back and further away from the real world. And there really became like a separation between me and what was happening in, the, in people's lives around me. At one time, people thought that I was deaf or maybe something was wrong with me. <laughs> because, because when people would talk to me, it was like they were coming at me from a far away and I could just barely hear it coming in. So this was my first start. Now Peter's first start there's not a lot known about his young life. What we do know is that he was a common fisherman. And he had very, very little education. And he was not an especially successful or important man. He was probably just a very, very average man at that place and time. He was not living a very meaningful life. He had no special projects or goals. Just every day, more fishing. What am I going to do tomorrow? Fish. Next week, next month, next year, more fishing. Okay, so he's living this kind of meaningless, repetitive life. One day, Jesus comes walking by. And he looks at Peter and he says, Peter, 
Follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Jesus is bringing Peter the opportunity of a lifetime. No more meaningless fishing for fish. He has invited Peter to come with him and transform the world. He was going to teach Peter how to go and change people's lives for eternity. And there can be nothing more meaningful than this. This is Peter's new start. And this new start began for him when he agreed to follow Jesus. Now by the time I was in my 20s, the world was still a very, very gray and depressing place to me. I was still struggling all the time with depression. And books and movies were no longer good enough to help me escape from the pain of reality. I was tired of pretending. I wanted more realistic forms of fantasy. I wanted my fantasies to be more real. I wanted fantasies that I could feel. So I turned to a much, much more dangerous form of escape. And I started taking drugs. And drugs would come to dominate my entire 20s. This is very realistic when I say this. There was probably not one day in that entire 10 years that I was not using drugs. And here's the evil trap in drugs. For me, they worked. They did make me happy for a time. They did kind of bring color into the world around me. They, they seemed to make things more interesting and more fun. But the trick with drugs is they take you up and then they drop you lower than where you were before. And then you need more to get back up where you were. And then you drop lower. Up, lower, up, lower. And you can see how this thing ends. And this was a beginning of a very long and slow descent across my 20s into deeper and deeper and deeper depression. 
By the time I turned 30, I was deeply, painfully depressed. I was deeply addicted to drugs. And I had made a mess of all of the relationships in my life. And I was very much ready to kill myself. Just to end the pain. <laughs> so I started making plans. How am I going to kill myself? And about two days before I was planning to kill myself, I had this idea. I don't know where it came from. But I thought, hey, what if I pray? I mean, I was desperate. So I decided to pray to God. And I said, God, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're real. But if you're listening, I very much need your help. If you don't change me and my situation, I'm giving up. And I will kill myself. So I cried and then I went home. And I, of course, expected nothing to happen. But the next day, an incredible miracle happens. I felt the Spirit of God come into me. And this is a very, very real experience. Some of you may never have experienced anything like this. But I promise you, it is totally possible. The Spirit of God came into me and I felt Him healing me and cleaning me from all of the addiction that I had in my body. And He filled me with joy like I had never ever felt before. I was like, what is this? I feel happy for the first time in my life. And Jesus began to talk to me. And he said to me that, you know how you thought everything should be so much better than it is? This is true. I designed things to be better than this. There is a spiritual war that is going on in this world. And there is evil and there is ugliness and it's fighting all the time with beauty and love. And he said, come follow me. And together we can fight that evil. You can join me and we can try and bring some of that beauty you know should be here back into the world. So here I am. 
That was the beginning of my new start. I went on after that to work at a church in a wonderful church in America for the next 10 years. And I had the opportunity to have a positive impact on hundreds of other people's lives. And three years ago, Jesus called us to come to Cambodia. To do our best to share some of that beauty with the people here that he loves so incredibly much. Without Jesus, I would surely be dead. But because I chose to follow Jesus, he gave me a new start. And the opportunity to have a meaningful life. Now normally I might end the message right there. Maybe that's all that some of you need to hear today. That you can have a new start. That Jesus has a special plan for you. And all you need to do is simply begin to follow him. But there's more to Peter's story. And there's more to my story. And there will always be more to yours. And the message that I very much needed to hear today. It is that it is never too late for a new start. There will come a time when your new start isn't new anymore. As much as I might wish it to be true, that new start doesn't last fresh forever. This is still a broken world. There is always happening this battle between good and evil. And sometimes sin can find its way in to your new start and begin to pollute it. Even after we have a new start, we're still going to make mistakes. Sometimes we'll make big mistakes. For example, later in the life of Jesus and Peter. Jesus was arrested and about to be crucified. And the enemies of Jesus recognized Peter as one of his closest followers. And they asked him about this. They said, aren't you one of Jesus' followers? And knowing, as Peter did, that Jesus is God. 
Having participated with Jesus in the transformation of thousands of people's lives. Knowing in his heart that Jesus was the source of every good thing. Peter denied following him. He denied having any relationship with him at all. He said, I do not know this man. This is the worst thing that Peter could possibly do. Now, later on, after Jesus was resurrected, he came and found Peter. And unbelievably, Peter had gone back to doing the same meaningless thing that he had done before he had met Jesus. After spending years miraculously fishing for men like Jesus had taught him to do, he had gone back to the meaningless life of fishing for fish again. And sometimes we might be tempted to do something similar. Things get difficult in our lives. And you might be tempted someday to go back to what you were doing before you agreed to follow Jesus. And again, Peter found, or Jesus found Peter and said, I forgive you. And again, he extended the opportunity. He said, please, Peter, come and follow me again. And Peter agreed, and he went on to have an extremely powerful and meaningful life. In fact, Jesus used Peter to begin the entire Christian church. Now, I have a lot of regrets in my life. And I've made a lot of mistakes that still affect me, even to this day. It's still too easy for me to get depressed. It's very easy for me to get distracted by the evil in the world around me. For example, two weeks ago, we came home from church and I found my beautiful Kamai dog, Kaya, dead in the front yard. And if you know anything about me, you know I love dogs. <laughs> and I really love this beautiful little dog. And I was deeply depressed for at least a week. I know that Jesus is real. I know he has a good plan for my life. But I was still in the grip of this this dark depression. 
It's still too easy for me to get distracted by the imperfections, the problems in other people. And it's very, very easy for me to get very upset in my own personal flaws. These things still depress me. And I'm often tempted to do things that I know I will regret. But I cling to the hope that it is never, ever too late for a new start. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It is never too late for a new start. Now remember my parents. They got separated, back together, divorced, remarried, divorced again. Twenty years later, three years ago, my parents got married again. <laughs> and they are ridiculously happy with one another now. <laughs> They're just such a cute little couple now. And a big reason I know why they're together is because both of them have found Jesus in their lives. And a big reason for both of them is because they witnessed the change that Jesus had in my life. It is never too late for a new start. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been inspired and challenged. To find out more about ICF, visit our website. Or find us on SoundCloud or Facebook. We don't want to end without giving you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your life. This will be the greatest decision you will ever make. You can say these words after me. Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me all my sins. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you that you love me no matter what. I want to follow you. God bless you.